Previously on Masks and Mayhem. Riverside City is a northeast United States metropolitan hub in the vein of, of New York or Washington or Boston. I'm Dan. I play Yardak, the first Atlantean ambassador to the surface in 200 years. I'm Rachel. I play Ruby Lawson, a film school graduate who creates illusions and objects after contact with unusual meteor. I'm Sama. I play the speedster posthuman Myra Hassan. The main thing that has drawn the three of them together is a group called the United Nations Irregular Operations Network, otherwise known as Union. A man by the name of Kaito Tanaka. He is listed under a Union code name Brigand. The cute coma guy is Agent Alan Rickard, who is really a rather minor character that they just met during their first adventure, and he got knocked into a coma. Lewis is out on a mission. I think it's like everyone but like one support staff guy back at base. Maybe it's a good thing to know when everyone leaves town, though. It is a hot summer evening in Riverside City. The sun hangs low in the sky, an orange orb surrounded by an encroaching darkness. Yardak, Atlantean ambassador to the human world, you are walking downtown toward a dinner date with your friends Ruby and Myra. You also expect Dr. Lydia Alverdo of Union to be joining you. Daniel, tell me a bit about how Yardak is feeling and what he's been up to in the last few weeks since the last group adventure. Since the last group adventure, Yardak has taken some time after all the chaos to head back to Atlantis, and he has spent some time hanging out with some friends, visiting his mom, and just kind of trying to distance himself a little bit from what he considers to be the craziness of the human world, and talk to the king and find out more information about this insurrectionist uprising in Atlantis. With that on his mind distracting him, it keeps Yardak from noticing right before someone bumps into him, kind of shoulder checks him by accident on the street. Um, I, I, my shoulder gets hit as this stranger blows past me. I kind of like turn back to see who just went past me in such a hurry. Well, the tall, broad-shouldered man sees you after the hit, and his face actually lights up in a smile. Holy shit, it's Yardak! <laughs> Winnie, Winnie, look. Take a look. Look at who it is. Uh, um, h- hello, do I know you? No, no, no. My, uh, my name is Jamal. No, uh, we've never met. We, but everyone knows who you are. Oh, um, well, hello. Nice to meet you. And he's like super excited, you can tell. And he's like all lit up and excited. His friend, though, she's shorter and kind of just w- looks at you and then looks away. She's very clearly not impressed. She's also wearing a floral romper. <laughs> okay, I enjoyed the attention to detail. <laughs> <laughs> and and she looks at him and goes, come on, Jamal, we have to get to the concert. Ooh, Jamal's on the date. 
Oh yeah, right. Uh, yeah, we're going to the to the big concert downtown in the park. Uh, they got they got a whole bunch of bands playing, like Firemasters and Carly Exclamation Point. Uh, are you are you doing anything? Do you want to come? Car Carly Carly the Exclamation Point. No no no, just Carly Exclamation Point. Why are you adding a the? Oh, I thought it was like Panic at the Disco. <laughs> no, it's just Carly Exclamation Point. <laughs> no no no, it's Panic at the Disco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Panic. Are, are you doing anything? Do you want do you want to come check it out? Um, I, I wouldn't want to intrude. I've, uh, seems, seems like you already have some plans for yourself this evening. Uh, any last thing? All right. All right, man. Well, it was, it was awesome meeting you. Uh, have, have, have fun doing what you're doing. Uh, all right. Enjoy your fire exclamation point band. <laughs> and his friend grabs him and says, come on, Jamal, and pulls his arm down the street. Uh, Yardak, uh, you enter the bar. You've never, you've never been here before, but it's Remus Public House, which is like, it's got a bit of an old world vibe to it, but some very modern amenities. Like it's, it's all wood, but it's really sleek. Like it looks like someone took an old Irish pub and just pulled it out of time. Say hipster. And it's hipster. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> this is exactly what I was thinking too. I was like, I've been to many a bar like this. <laughs> and it's in the it's in the center of downtown, so like any day of the week, it's always busy. Mm-hmm. When you enter the bar, Ruby and Myra are sitting at the entrance near the server space, but Doctor Alverdo is nowhere to be seen. Has anybody been in touch with the doctor? I thought she was going to be joining us this evening. I haven't heard from her. I've been trying to get her to come out with us, but doesn't seem to be into it. She's too cool for school. The last time that you saw Dr. Alverdo in person, she it was right after uh, your adventure in the holographic hazard intensity chamber where you fought the holographic night. Uh, that was the last time you saw her in person. You did hear that she was out on a mission with Union. With the entirety of all of Union when we really <laughs> could have used their help. I was like, okay, next time you all leave town, do you have to tell us? Why did we want her to join us again? Whose idea was this? I'm trying to make new friends, guys. Suddenly, you uh, you look up, uh, Yardak, you look up, and you see, actually, uh, Dr. Alvarez at the other end, like, in the very back of the bar, like, waving you down to a table. Just casually hearing us talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's way too busy. She wouldn't be able to hear Oh, anything. there she is. And she and she gestures you over, like, no, 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 I got I got a table back here. All right. Uh, okay, then I'm going to okay, follow back then. to the doctor. Go there. And she sits you down and she goes, oh, it's, it's, I'm so glad you guys were able to make it. I, I, I was worried that, uh, that you stood me up. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I thought we were gonna die last time, but you know. Shots fired. Damn. <laughs> the doctor actually like leans onto her, her elbow on the table and like put her chin on her hand and just looks at you and goes, yes, yes, I heard all, all about your adventure. It was, it was, you, you did quite well from what I understand. Thank you. Although it's Thanks. weird that no one told us everyone was leaving town. I mean, to, to put it that the way that Agent Lewis told me, we are not your personal escort service. Well, we are not your personal crime fighter, sir. <laughs> Thanks. I was I didn't even have words. Thanks, Yardak. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> He's never had another posthuman expect him to keep in touch in that direction. Like, aren't we supposed to be a team? Like, is it not common for assets to need backup? No, not terribly. I mean, if anything, on occasion, we're called to for resources, but most of the post-humans and enhanced operatives we work with tend to be rather independent. We're, we're just sort of there to mop up after in a lot of cases, unless it's our, our own mission. To be fair, we haven't really been doing this long. I was like, yeah, I've been like five times. 
and and that's and and that's why we're we're so impressed that you you held your own against someone who's caused a lot of trouble. I I really wish um and this is no criticism on you. I wish that we would have captured him because he he has been a thorn in the side for Union for a little while now. He Frank gets very agitated because he helped develop the wall scaling kit that Brigand actually stole from uh, one of Union's bases on the West Coast. So he he was very interested to hear him pop back up. Interesting. But but yes, tell me more about about what you've been up to. Just been uh, working on like since then we haven't really had a any in- incident like that, and I've been working on my movie, just doing some filming. It's going well. Pretty good. I, you know, I it's a little easier to stay under budget when like I don't really need special effects. So how do you explain that to the crew on set? I've I've been very interested in that. Oh, usually when we're doing special effects, it's just me and Bethany, the other person that knows. Oh, okay. That that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. And what about you, Myra? Is is your brother okay? Oh, my brother's great. He didn't get in trouble at his place of work, which is what I was really worried about, but that's fine. Um, I've been interestingly getting along better with my sister ever since I told her that I have the powers. Oh, most excellent. And, and Yardak, I understand that you went back to Atlantis briefly? After so much chaos after these past few weeks that I figured it would be time to go home and reconvene with the king. And other than that, it's been a lot of just getting a chance to finally go home. At, at that moment, the doctor looks down at her drink and kind of clinks it around, realizing it's empty. And she flags down a server to come over and get orders. D- do you guys want anything? I'll uh, take a whiskey sour. Well, as, as you're saying that, the server comes over uh, and you actually recognize her. It's security officer Ruth Day. Oh, hey, Ruthie. Oh. Sup, girl? Hi. <laughs> oh, um, he- hello again. Uh, Hi. This is... <laughs> so how were things since the whole, you know... All that in the truck and <laughs> oh, oh, things are fine. I just uh, I oh, this is awkward. I work multiple part time jobs. I understand. And so this is my other job. Yeah, we. Yep. Here you are. What, uh, what can I get you all to drink tonight? Uh, uh, I'll take a water if it's not too much trouble. Me too. Please and thanks. And and the doctor points over to Ruby and says, and she'll be having a whiskey sour, and I'll have another. Uh, Actually, you know what? Make it a tequila sunrise. And security officer slash bar server day writes that down real quick and says, okay, we'll have those right up for you. Uh, Server day walks away to get your drinks and the doctor kind of just sips the very last little bits and and chews on the ice from her drink. Well, out of character question, is this a restaurant or just a bar? Uh, It's a little of both. Okay, so like like, it's a a bar, but there's definitely seating with with food. Although they don't serve after 10. Luckily, it's like eight o'clock. Oh, okay. (laughs) The attention to detail. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to since you got back into town? Oh, mostly just, uh, well, a lot of paperwork, a lot of discharges for various ailments, of course. Uh, just recovering, really. Um, not, not I am recovering mentally. A lot of the others are recovering uh, physically. Any update on Agent Allen Rickard? <laughs> <laughs> the doctor kind of looks up at the ceiling and then looks down and says... He's making signs of improvement, but they're all in his physical state and not his mind. It's very odd. His mind is not showing any additional signs of activity, but his body is is healing, if not fully healed at this point. That is interesting. That's really weird. Is that common in comas? Not in our experience, but we're also talking about an alien that was supercharged with superpower blood, so... That's true. None of this is very common. Roll a perception check real quick. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I rolled a nat nat 20. Hey. Ruby, you very much notice 
that the doctor kind of like chose her words carefully when she was talking about the blood. Like she did, she like worked her way around saying your blood. Okay, I'm just going to see like, I'm just going to assume that she was trying to be tactful. I'm not going to call her on it. <laughs> like. So yes, yes, uh, he is progressing. Um, I am, you know, I still haven't lost hope. I know it's been about two months now, but he is, he's a strong young man and I, and I am still confident in his recovery. That's good. But uh, speaking of the supercharged alien, uh, is that still good? Is he contained? <laughs> yes, the Quarnian is contained. He has been moved off-site to a different facility, though. Well, I shouldn't be telling you this, but we had originally brought him to Echo Base to kind of examine him and see if we could learn anything more. But given the hazards and trouble, we moved him to a, a, what we consider a more secure location. That seems like a good idea. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to have to threaten him with a giant match again. So yes, yes, yes. That is all. That is all well and good. At, at that moment, uh, right after telling you about about the Quarnian, uh, the doctor kind of hushes up because right then Miss Ruth Day walks up and gives your drinks out. And uh, all right, two waters and a tequila sunrise and a whiskey sour. Thank you. What food would you recommend for like a larger group? She just turns towards you with the widest eyes and said, "Get the mozzarella sticks." <laughs> Don't have to tell me twice. Mozzarella sticks it is. <laughs> and uh, she is like so joyous about this. Like, they are the best. I appreciate this woman. Uh, any- anything else for anyone else? How's the fish? Maybe we should get extra mozzarella sticks. <laughs> two, two orders of mozzarella sticks. Yes. And she leans in and goes, I'll throw a third one in on the house. <gasps> oh my God, you're the I'm- best. Angel baby. We need, to ha- we need to be friends with her because she's great. <laughs> we'll invite her to lunch next time. She rushes back to the kitchen to get the order. The doctor does look at you and say, I know we weren't there when you preferred us to be, but but did you, were, are you all okay? No lasting concerns from your last adventure? Um, a little concerned we didn't catch the guy, but besides that, I'm good. Like, we didn't die, so that's a good, that's a positive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, your mental well-beings are all important to me as well. And uh, the equipment that we uh, recovered, uh, has that been salvaged? Is it, is it being used currently? We returned it to Red Crystal International, and as far as we're aware, they are taking their own steps for security, but that was, you know, it was not our property with which to abscond. Well, we gave, we should say, we gave the uh, parts back that belonged to them. The submersible, of course, went to back to the Daniel Oceanography Institute to go to the trade show to show off. I honestly don't know if they got it cleaned up in time to show off at the show, though. They might have just uh, had to skip that exhibition. So with Brigand, uh, has anybody been located, or are we to assume that he has somehow survived and has escaped? Given that we have not recovered a body at this point, um, and and also we've used some specialized scanning methods, you know, with his um, some of his equipment being heavier, we wondered if maybe he was just, you know, trapped on the bottom floor. But as far as we can tell, he is nowhere to be found, and nor is his, any of his personal equipment recovered, like the like the rocket boots. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> I have a feeling there'll be a follow-up to that guy. So what's your favorite movie? Hmm. I don't typically watch a lot of movies. I I find myself very engrossed in my work, so when I come home, it's it's usually a, like an audiobook as I fall asleep. Okay, what's your favorite book, then? Hmm. Hmm. She's a big fan of Harlequin, like, the kind you would get, uh, like... Fabio. Yes, like, Fabio would be on, on the cover of, like, all of her favorite books. Nice! Those are always really fun. 
but she giggles a little bit and you can tell her drinks starting to hit her. So she's like, but don't, but don't tell anybody at the office about that. That's, that's a secret between the four of us. That's our, that's our secret together. Secret between us gals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, and then I look at her and be like, I totally read those two. Don't worry. And she laughs and she just goes, excellent. And she sighs and she goes, I just, no, I can't talk to you about that. No, no, no. Um, uh, if you ever need to talk about anything, I'm here. <laughs> that is that is much appreciated, but no, no, I really we can be we can be your support group. <laughs> no, 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 no. Every everything is fine. I have just you can tell us if you uh, want to. You have. I'm going to persuade the someone shit out has to roll her. a persuasion check. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who, who, wait, who's ro- who's rolling? Because you can't all just immediately try. Have okay. you ever been with a group of friends? Yeah, we're all going to fucking persuade her at once. <laughs> I will not roll persuasion. I oh, will. I think I had pretty good persuasion. If I remember I do not. Yeah, uh, I have my persuasion. It's like eight. What's yours? Okay, well, give me your total. You're at Okay. I rolled a 15, but I got to see what my... Okay, my with it, my roll plus it, it's 25. Oh, I think uh, Ru- Ruby got it covered. Your total was 25? Yeah. Okay, and Yardak, what did you get? I rolled a 15, though. I just forget what my persuasion is. Is it at least two? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So also, wait. What does it sound like when you're trying when you're trying to goad her? I'm like, you can tell us anything, Doctor. I mean, come on. Obviously, something is weighing on your mind. It's better if you just talk it out. Then you might come up with the solution. I mean, it's just sometimes when you're the head of like a secret organization, you there's no one else you can really talk to because so much is classified, and oh. you know you don't want to bother your boss, and you don't want to your coworkers already know about it. It's just you never know who to speak with. But I will totally be your girlfriend that can know. Whatever, like, don't tell me classified stuff that I'm not allowed to know. But I know some stuff about Union, so. She reaches out and touches your arm and says, thank you, Ruby. You're welcome. No, um, it's, well, it's the mission we were on the night of, the night that you fought with Brigand. We lean in ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this, and this is what I mean. It's, it's, you, Yardak, yes, you're an ambassador, but, but specifically Ruby and Myra, they're not part of Union. There's things that they don't have clearances for us to talk about. And I just... I trust you, though. Yeah. And she, she looks down at her drink and takes another swig. Okay, so the mission that we were on that we were that called everyone out is... Are, are you familiar with the Alaward Society? The who? I can't say that I am. No, no. Uh, yeah, that does not ring any bells. And what about the Matera family? Is that somebody that I should know? Uh, theoretically, you guys might have heard of them. Make an intelligence check. 18. Intellect. Not nat 20. Okay. Um, yeah, I do not know anything. <laughs> what was your I mean, what was your role? My role was one. <laughs> okay. So yes, uh, so Myra is unfamiliar, but Yardak and, and Ruby have heard of them. They're a, a team of magical artifact hunters. Okay. Ooh, picturing Noah Wiley in the librarian. The Alaward Society is a cabal of sorcerers from throughout the ages who've kept tabs on magical artifacts and, and are typically a sort of rivals to the Matera family who have always sort of been, oh, who is it? Um, oh, like that, like that fellow in the movies with the whip. And she says, so surprisingly, there was something so drastic that they felt the need to team up together and call upon Union for backup. Wow. They, they wanted our assistance in recovering a powerful magical artifact and... In order to get to it, our combined forces had to fight a group of zombies and necromancers. And and I, I don't put this mildly when I say I think we averted an apocalypse. Oh. Just, you know, um, your average weekend. 
so these are the kind of things we don't really want the public knowing about. Fair. With good reason. Um, was the mission a success? Were we able to uh, locate this artifact? We we did. We found it, neutralized it, uh, and took care of the threat. I'm glad. We unfortunately lost a few good men. Um, but it was an all-hands-on-deck sort of situation that we had to basically move out immediately. And to be frank, the reason that we didn't alert you is we were, you know, we thought that the teams that we have in place in our various locales were capable of handling whatever may come up, but we had to give this our full attention. I mean, that's fair. I just, I yeah, I guess we weren't expecting something so big to happen. Understandable. Yeah, if, if there was a reason, that is one. Mm-hmm. And she kind of looks at you, Ruby, and she goes, and and, and never mind, never mind, never mind. Is there a oh, problem? Come on. No, 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 no. And the doctor looks back down at her drink, and and she slouches into her seat. But suddenly, you guys notice a clamoring of people up in front of the TV at the bar, and they're and they're suddenly getting quite loud. Ooh, I wonder what's going on. Yeah, let's uh let's see what's going on here. Can I see what's on the TV? Yeah, uh, from your seat, you can only make out a little bit, but you can see that it's a local reporter, Shana Ortega, and and she's at some kind of event, but she's crouched behind a table, and the little ticker on the screen just says chaos at music festival. Oh no, what's his name? Someone says, yo, Bill, turn the turn the volume up. And you hear Ortega on the screen. We're here live at the scene of Xanath 98.1 Music Festival, which has just erupted into chaos. And the cameraman that she's with, hops up and turns towards the stage where you see a humanoid figure in tattered clothes, but it is definitely no man. It's some kind of feral beast creature. And Ortega continues, The creature appeared in the center of the crowd and began attacking, leaving many people injured as it made its way to the stage. Uh, Police are attempting to make their way in, but they're struggling with getting past the large audience. And now the people in the bar are all kind of looking around concerned, and one one person's like, Well, that's, that's... well, that's just down the street at the park. That's not too far from here. And another person says, oh my god, what is that thing? I'm going to look at, you know, the rest of them. I was like, should we go to that and make sure everyone's okay? I'm going to turn, uh, as this is happening, turn to Dr. Alaverdo and say, do you have any idea what that is? And she's, like, very, very, Buzzed. like, wobbly now. Um, but oh, she no. is like, oh my gosh, yes, no, you, I, I have no idea what that thing could be. You... You should get there immediately. You're, this that's only that's only like eight or nine blocks from here. Yeah, no, we'll go. Um, are you okay? You seem like you might have. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I I drank too much too quick, and this is why I shouldn't drink when I am on call. I will get down to headquarters and and let them know what's going on. Do you have a way there? That's not you driving. No, no, no. I will. I will. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. <laughs> In this city, my friend, you don't drive. Uh, I will. I will. I will call a taxi. Maybe eat um, something go, go, go. as well. Yeah, eat, yes, eat yes. the mozzarella sticks mozzarella when they sticks. come. From what I understand, there is a large order of mozzarella sticks coming. I will be sure to take some of those. And and don't worry, I ha- I will take care of the tab. Just go, go, go. You you should take them to go. Don't waste them. I would never waste mozzarella sticks. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing we've seen eye to eye on. The doctor also grabbed you by the arm while, when she said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And they're gonna be like, make sure you drink some water before you leave. What do you do next? I say we should get down there. Uh, haul ass. Yeah. I can I can literally do that. Yeah, uh, I think you should run ahead, and then I guess Yardak and I run about the same speed, right? Yeah, on land we're the same. So you're all making your way towards the, the park. See you soon. Hey, this is RC. Charity and fandom collide at Rebel Cause. 
They are a group of Star Wars fans dedicated to doing good in their community by raising money for the homeless. Co-founder Caden Stetler sat down with me to talk a bit about the group, whose fandom truly inspired him to start. A few years ago, I was actually watching uh, Star Wars Rebels, and I thought it was pretty awesome. The, the Rebels in that show actually took food to the Tarkin towns. They're like Hoovervilles. I just kind of was sitting there, and I was like, man, I really wish I could do something like that. That would be awesome. And I thought about it for a few minutes, and I'm like, yeah, I could do that. And so the saga, inspired by another saga, began. Care to learn more? You can find a link to Rebel Cause on our website at masksandmayhem.com support. I assume I took a cab to get to this restaurant if I knew we were drinking, for the record, so I assume the van is not here. Exactly. All right, so you are at King Street and Ann Street, and you run nine blocks to King and Jefferson Streets, which is where you come upon Bendis Park, which is a very large park with a stone sort of fencing that goes around it, giving it a very regal look to it. All right. And there's some large roving grass-covered hills, and there is a small, small little lake on one side, more like almost like a kiddie pool in a way. But that is on way on the other end from the stage area, which you can see there's a perimeter of cops stationed various places around around here now. Just by looking at them, you can see that they're all very concerned about the situation, but no one is making any moves like towards the stage. They're all kind of just cordoning off the area and helping people get away. I'm going to assume that like while we're walking over there, I like make a mask for myself. Okay. So I'll be recognized. Describe describe me what the mask looks like and what you're otherwise wearing. It's going to be like the like colorful, you know, traditional superhero mask, cover up my eyes, go down to like my cheekbones. So like a colorful domino mask of sorts. Yeah. Okay. And I'm assuming I was like wearing a dress to the restaurant and I'm going to make some like pants to wear real quick. Okay. <laughs> Are they combat ready pants? You know what? They're just not a dress. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So you guys are hauling ass to to catch up with Myra, who's arrived at the scene and is obviously giving it a look around. I wanted to roll like a stealth thing because I want to know if I could get closer to the stage to get a better look at why they're so hesitant. So you're trying to be stealthy, like to not be seen by the cops? Yeah, because you said they're all around the perimeter. So I assume that it's going to be hard okay. to go there. Okay, yeah. Roll a stealth check. Um, That's roll plus what my stealth is, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I just want to know who you were trying to hide from. Yeah, I got 13. Okay, so the cops aren't really paying attention to you, frankly. They're they're all worried about their own thing, and you kind of get on top of the one hill, and you look down, and you just see this gigantic, easily eight-foot-tall, feral creature. It's on two legs, and it has, like, a long snout-like face, and just covered in fur, and giant, and I mean, like, foot-long, jagged claws coming from its hands and feet. Um, do we have comps? Did you bring comms to dinner? All right. Yeah, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Call me. You do have cell phones, though, I imagine. Okay. Oh, also, do you have do you have your scarf on or anything? Are you covering your face? Oh yeah, I'm always wearing the scarf. So when I'm when it's time to go into speedster mode, I just put it on my face. Okay, I'm going to call Ruby and okay. call or text. Hmm. No, I'll call her. Hello. Oh my god. So there's like a rabid Bigfoot on the stage. That's crazy and concerning yeah um i think you guys should get here faster <laughs> working on it so it's been a couple minutes they're like halfway there by this point okay myra do you do anything else while you wait for them um i don't really know what to do so i'm just gonna I'm i guess just gonna you, hold. i guess if you really want you could just like run here and just run us there 
I don't think I'm still... I think that would be extra effort, wouldn't it, to pick up two people? Yeah, if you're going to do both at once, especially. So yeah, the police are kind of convening, and they're discussing things with each other. And and you can see that most of the crowd, it's a, it's a rather big crowd, most of them have been... They're outside of the perimeter at this point from the music festival. But you can definitely still see, like, a few people, like huddled near the stage, like, behind equipment so the creature can't see them, but from where your vantage point is, you can can see them. Is this something that Carly was doing? <laughs> oh, uh, first off, Carly exclamation point. Uh, yes, this was the music festival that Jamal and his friend Winifred were heading to. Presumably she may know about Carly exclamation point and Firemasters. I don't know what kind of music Myra listens to. Ooh, what kind of music are they? If they're basic pop on the radio stuff, then yeah, Myra knows about it. Okay, well then she definitely knows uh, Carly Exclamation Point. Firemasters is like Norwegian death metal. Okay, no, she would not know about that at all. And when you look at the stage, you can't tell too much from this distance, but like most of them are clearly like somehow part of, of the music festival, crew people. And by this point then, after you've done this kind of scan of the perimeter, that's when Yardak and Ruby would arrive. Finally. So now you're, you're all together. Okay, do we have any idea what this thing is? Apart from a rabid Bigfoot? Yeah, with foot-long claws. Uh, do we know, did it? Did anyone, like, see a human, like, turn into this thing or anything like that? Are you saying it might be someone with powers? Well, yeah, maybe. Suddenly out of the corner of your eye, Yardak, you see the reporter from the TV running up to you with, with her cameraman. <gasps> oh, here we go. Hello, hello, Yardak. Sean Ortega, Channel 7 News. Are you familiar with this beast? I mean, this is my first time meeting her, right? Yes, yes. So I'm, I'm like, kind of thrown by her, like, <laughs> uh, hello, um... No, I don't know what's going on here. I've never seen anything like that. This beast would not survive underwater. (laughs) (laughs) And Shauna doesn't even take notice when she turns towards the cameraman and said, you heard it here first on Channel 7 News. This beast is not of Atlantean origin, but Atlantean ambassador Yardak is on the scene. Ooh, Shauna, by, uh, that's her name, right? Shauna? Shauna Ortega. Shauna, uh, by chance, have you... Both been filming here all night? Yeah, we, we we were just covering it, you know, your basic music festival when suddenly this thing just popped up out of the very center of the crowd. Do you have any footage of when it, like, popped up originally? Kenny, do you, do you th- did you catch it when it popped up? Kenny's the cameraman, and he looks down at his camera, and he, he thinks for a moment, he's like... Roll back the tape. No, no, I was, I, was doing a, uh, I was doing a close shot on the stage when it happened, but, you know, I pulled it right away when it started popping up, but I, I didn't see it appear. Do you know if anyone did? Not that I've got, we were talking to one person who said they were in the center of the crowd when it happened, but we definitely have footage of them over by the concession stand, so it's hard to take anyone too seriously right now. We could probably check social media. Is that what you want to do? Can we ask Shauna a favor, though? You you can try. Is it possible for you to broadcast a hashtag for, for this story so that if anyone has footage, we could search the hashtag? And she looks at you and she's like, I, I mean, I guess. I'm sorry, who are you? Uh, we're friends of Yardak. We work with him. They're, they they work with me. Uh, they're, uh, we were trying to get to the bottom of this, so any help that at all would be oh. beneficial. You'd be helping me. Were they with you on that uh, that you know kerfluffle on the bridge? Yeah, the, uh, both of them were there with me. Uh, what is this hashtag that you're interested in? Um, festival. Hashtag festival freakout. I think you have to be more specific than that. Wait, there's already a, a hashtag for this. Music Mayhem. It's- oh, right. Okay, let's just look there. Yeah, uh, people have been posting ever since it happened, but I, I've been scrolling through all of them in between shots, and I'm not seeing an, any shots of it before it appeared, like, or at least not that we can, you know, something like that would stand out in a crowd. Yeah. 
What about Music Mayhem Monster? So she looks up a couple other hashtags. She's like, no, no, no. Well, here's one, but it doesn't really show it appearing. It just, it suddenly just stands up and it's like in the crowd. Is there any way for us to see footage of the crowd before the monster? And then we can kind of maybe extrapolate from the two who it might be. I have to get back to the station to to edit this piece. I'm telling you, we don't have anything. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. I wish we could be more help. She starts to walk off. She's like, "Come come on, Kenny. We have to get back to the station. I guess, should we try and get closer to it? See, one, see if, like, it can communicate at all, or if we can capture it? Uh, I feel like the best option here would be to have Myra attempt to get closer, because if it should then swing at her, she can dart away. My idea was, maybe I could run around him in a circle really fast to confuse him. And then, with Ruby's help, we could put some kind of boundary as you guys are all brainstorming, a police officer walks up. He's a bit of a larger fellow, and he goes, whoa, 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 what's... Are you here to help? Yes, we're here to help. Yardak, do the talking. Yeah. Um, hello, officer? Hi, Officer David Winslow, RCPD. Isn't that the name of the dad from Family Matters? <laughs> That's Carl Winslow. <laughs> okay, wow, you answer immediately. RC was ready awesome. with that answer. This is just a beat cop who's out there, and he, and he knows that Family Matters. <laughs> I quit. This is it. I'm done. I'm leaving the group. <laughs> I met him, right? Or I heard, talked to him on the phone with him? Yes, yes, actually you did. He was the uh, he was on call the day that you got mugged. Does he recognize me at all? No, because you only spoke on the phone. Okay. Yeah, so we've got this perimeter around it. It, it. it cut up a guy real bad in the center of the crowd, so we're we're hesitant to send any of our people around. We, we tried shooting at it, and the bullets just basically bounced off the thing. It just seemed to make it angrier. Ooh, that's not good. Not great. We're trying to figure out a way right now to get in, to get the people that are trapped behind the lines there. But there's a lot of debris in the way. There's the parts of the of the stage and then and, and the bodies. Bodies? Uh, bodies? Sorry, maybe I was being too creative. It tore a dude up. Oh. Like into actual pieces. He is, he yes, he is no longer singular person. <laughs> oh. See, I thought you meant like he was just torn into. Ruby's not laughing. I'm just shocked because I misunderstood you at first. So Rachel is laughing. Yeah. Ruby is. I was like, oh, he's Ru- probably being patched up. Ruby is staring in horror. The following statement is coming from inside of Myra's head. Yeah, I don't think I want to go near that thing anymore. <laughs> I don't blame you. So you can't quite see the creature right now from where you're at. You like, you know, last you saw it went behind the stage. And every once in a while you hear a loud deep roar are is everything still plugged in the sound system yeah i was thinking something triggered it the yelling no one no the creature itself oh is there any like perception roll for that yeah roll perception it's 24 okay especially since the sun has just about set now you can tell that all of the lighting equipment and you're still occasionally hearing like some pickups from the microphone so it's it's definitely everything's definitely still plugged in suddenly over the intercom you hear Help, help. Uh, we are we are trapped behind the stage. We need someone to get us out of here. We need to get over there, guys. This is Jan Anslow with, with Firemasters. Buy our new album. Haha. <laughs> Seriously, we need help. Okay, let's go save the... Was it Nor- Norwegian Death Metal? I guess I could go run them out, but... But you also don't see... You can't see them from where you're at. We should all start heading that way. Obviously, we'll get there faster. Yeah. But uh, maybe I can at least trap it for a moment so you can, like, get people away. All right. I have some suspicions about these Swedish metal death men, and we need to question. I feel like he just doesn't really get our customs. And I feel that we should interrogate them once we are able to extract them and get them to safety. Okay. I mean, why do you have suspicions? Well, if they're 
death is in the name. I mean, not necessarily. Mostly just a type of music. But, you know, we can ask them some questions. Okay, let's go before they get killed. Yeah. Okay, I think we're all heading that way. Toward yeah. the back of the stage. Officer Winslow goes, oh, are you guys heading in? All right, we'll 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 open up a spot for you. Thanks. Him and a couple of the other officers move out of the way to let you walk through. Godspeed, you three. Godspeed. <laughs> Jesus. Thanks. We've got we've got SWAT on the way, but like I said, I, I I don't know what bullets can do to this thing. It's mostly just about containing it at this point until we can figure out something. Okay. So we're gonna sneak on around the side of the stage here and if you're trying to sneak to the stage. Wow, I'm not doing good this time. I rolled a thirteen total. Okay. So what'd you roll thirteen and what about the others? Twenty one. Sixteen. Okay. So you make your way towards the left left side of the stage and we're talking like big amphitheater stages it's what you would see at like a high-end concert like they they yeah. went all out for this for setting up this stage as you make your way you can definitely see like a number of bodies and a couple people that are like kind of limping away one guy's like crying and crawling on it on his elbows okay um do we see the thing no no you can definitely hear it like snarling and a little bit of it's coming through the speakers actually can we tell the difference like so we can we tell what direction to go in no no because the speakers are kind of throwing it all off if you want to try to make a perception check you can okay if we know where the microphones are then we know where the creature is because his sound is coming through the speakers i I think he might be he might be next to the band people's microphones right like if they have a mic on them my perception check was a 16 can i tell where it's coming from Oh, my perception was 19. You can tell two things. One, that you know it's not somewhere you can visually see right now, and that it's definitely coming through the microphones. And you also see... Am I close enough to any of the go- of the, any of the people that are trying to get away from it to talk to them? Yes, and you also, from where you're at, can see a kid with a big studio headset. Part of, he's definitely like part of the music festival team. Mm-hmm. You can see him crouching down behind like an overturned table. I'm going to try to ask one of the people near us to be like, hey, where, where, we're here to help. Where's the creature? Okay, do you ask limping guy, crawling guy, or PA, or kid from the festival? Oh, am I close enough to him? The kid from the festival? Yeah, you're, you're pretty close to all of okay, them. Okay, I'm going to ask the kid from the festival because they seem injured and need to get away. So what do you say? I, I know this is scary, but we're, we're trying to contain it or, or stop it somehow. Are, are, okay, you, you guys are what, some kind of heroes? Something like that, yeah. I guess you could say that. Okay. Um. I, no, I'm okay. These guys, these guys got pretty messed up. Uh. I'm just. I want to make a run for it. Is it's is it safe right now? I, I don't know where it is. Honestly, I'm trying to figure out where it is. Okay. Last I saw, it had gone behind the stage, and that's where Firemasters and Carly Exclamation Point were both waiting. Then if it's still back there, I I think you're safe to run, bud. Yeah. Uh. Okay. And he just takes off sprinting towards the police perimeter. I guess we should ask the other ones. Well, all of a sudden over the intercom, you hear, Hi, this is Carly. We are we are back in the green room. It, it is it is right outside our door. We don't think we can get away. Someone, police, anybody, help. Do we know where the green room is? You know that it's behind the stage. Okay, let's start heading towards like that behind the stage area. Are you sneaking or are you Yes, just- we're sneaking. Sneaky. Sneak, sneak, sneak. Is this just continued sneak or do we roll again? I'm going to want you to roll again. 18. 27. 14. As you creep around behind it, uh, you see a number of tables with like food and, and they're all overturned. There's definitely a bunch of blood, but you don't see any bodies or any body parts. 
you see like a tent structure, but it's made of like of hard materials, but it's clearly like a temporary structure meant for events like this. Uh, and it has like a solid door and everything. In the slight distance, you can hear like a crunch of feet on the grass. And all of a sudden you hear a loud howl. I feel like we're getting closer. Yeah. Let's... So yeah, you reach the front of the, you've reached the front entrance where the door is. What do you do? Is there a window in the door? Mm-mm, no, there's just the, just the door. You can't see inside of it. We put our ear to the door and see if we hear anything. Yardak, you put your ear to the door and you can hear some, some muffled discussions and, and people shuffling about, but you can't quite make out what they're saying. But no monster. Not as far as you can tell. It's uh, pretty calm for our monster being in the room, so I feel like this is not the door we need. I say we open it. To be like, hey, any monster here? Maybe they need to make it to safety. Sure, I'm going to carefully open the door. You go to open the door and it's locked, but the second you like jiggle the handle, you hear a, like, a scared yelp from inside. Oh god, it's back! I'm gonna yell, we're here to help, we're trying to find it. Okay, you, you hear the door click and it opens up, and there's three... Tall, lanky dudes with, like, like waist-length brown hair, <sighs> uh, and they're wearing, like, tattered jeans and tank tops, like, black tank tops. We found the death metal people, didn't we? And you also see with long red hair and, like, a red sparkly dress. I'm going to assume, do I recognize that as Carly? I recognize that as Carly. I'll say, Myra, Myra and Ruby recognize that for sure as Carly. I'm going to be like, oh my god, it's Carly! Everyone always forgets the exclamation point. Excuse me, I said, Carly! <laughs> no, it's not not Carly loudly. It's Carly exclamation point. It's critical to my brand. Okay. It's critical to my brand. Okay. Like, is that thing gone? Can can we come out now? Other bodies, do I need to cover my eyes? Covering your eyes isn't a bad idea. We have no idea where it is. We were looking for it. But we're here to rescue you. And I'm just gonna say my friend here can run very fast, so she's going to try and get you all out of here. Who are you gonna try first? Carly, exclamation point. <laughs> I mean, okay, if you, if, if this, if this is what you think is best. Yeah. Yeah, get me out of here. Brace yourself. It feels weird. And I just grab her and go. And I put her at the perimeter with the cops. So you drop her. And then and I go back. Looks a little dazed. Oh, okay. So now you're already back. Yeah. Or was I supposed to wait and say something to her? No, you don't have to. I'm just asking. Okay. No, I go back because we, we don't got time. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have time for you, Carly! Exclamation <laughs> point. And we have time for her and, to be uh, alive. That's about it. <laughs> and he goes, whoa. And, and the one guy kind of steps forward from the three uh, dudes. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't sign up for any any super speed. I don't do well with fast movement. Do you do well with giant monsters that are trying to kill you? Not really. You can go last. So then I grab a uh, bandmate. Okay. Uh, you grabbed Riley Patton, who is the drummer and backup vocal for the band. All right. I put him with Carly exclamation point. And he kind of, like, leans over and puts his hands on his knees and goes, whoa. <laughs> and then I go back. And the other guy walks up and goes, is there any way, like, are you sure it's not safe that I can't just run? Um, I, we honestly don't know where it is. We, it could be hiding, so it's probably not going to notice. You could risk it, but I don't. You hear another howl. This time it's a little closer, but not much. Also, that sound is getting closer, and I'm assuming that's it. I would run with her. And the guy goes, uh, okay, okay. All right, so then I do that again. He straight up throws up when you li- when you leave him with the cops. <laughs> he did not handle it well. He did not brace himself. Told you it was a weird feeling and to brace yourself, buddy. And you get back and he and the last guy goes, did Vincent throw up? Yes. Yes, he did. Oh, man, if he threw up, I'm going to throw up. Is there anywhere else you can drop me? I, I, I don't want to throw up in front of fans. To be fair, everyone's so freaked out about the monster, I don't think they'll notice. That's a good point, Ruby. Listen, lady. 
throwing up is totally on brand for Vincent and is not for me. What is what is Vincent's brand? Stop being a diva and be happy that you'll be alive. Okay, so do you grab him? Yes, I just grab him. Whatever. Okay, you drop him off and he goes, Oh, nope, I'm okay. <laughs> and right as you take off, he goes, No, wait, never mind. <laughs> and then I go back for Ruby and Yardak because they also gotta get out and they don't run that fast. Yeah, but we should probably start heading towards where the monster is now, right? And start getting the other people out. Like, the people... Oh, I thought that was everybody. No, well, there's, like, there was the people that were, like, limping away that we've walked past before. Oh. There's also definitely a lot of blood in the the area around where you're at, back next to the green room. Oh. Was that everyone in there? That is everyone that that was in the green room with you guys. Okay. No one else seems to be in here, so I've just been like, okay, we seem to be done with that, and close the door. And as you close the door, you look over, and it comes out from behind a thick of trees and bushes, and the creature just snarls at you, lifts its head up towards the sky, and lets out another loud howl. Uh, I think I found him. I, I say, I can't do the sound, but it goes, ah, woo <laughs> <laughs> One more time for posterity? No, I'm not doing that again. And it looks right at you, and it gets down on all fours, and it looks like it's about ready to start running. Um, like towards us? I think I want to try confusing it with, like, air from my hands. Sounds like we're going into combat, so everybody roll for initiative. Oh, shit. Oh, that's going to be great no matter what, because my initiative is 20 already. Awesome, I got 14. There's a good chance I'm going last. 28. Nine. Wait, did you say nine? Yes. Okay. The creature is first in the round. Boo! So does that mean we all die? (laughs) What an interesting looking question. (laughs) The creature gets down on all fours. It's about like 20 feet away from you. And it just runs right towards... Hmm. You know what, actually? I'm going to make it a little random who it runs towards. Oh, no. It runs right at Ruby. (gasps) Rude. I have a while to go. Please don't kill me. This Intel Drop is brought to you by Control-Alt-Quinn on Twitch. The Intel Drop dives deeper into the lore of Masks and Mayhem. The United Nations Irregular Operations Network, better known as Union, was formed in 2008 by tech billionaire Robin Markovic to monitor and neutralize super-powerful threats to Earth. He recruited Betsy Bullard, formerly of the Supervillain Assault Specialty Squad, to head the new organization. Union Alpha Base is the location of former Larson Air Force Base in Washington State. They also maintain bases and teams around the globe. This has put Union in contact with some of the most powerful heroes and villains the world has seen. While it relates to the larger United Nations, Markovic uses his wealth to fund the network and keep it out of bureaucratic control. This of course has earned him the ire of some in the international community. This Intel Drop was brought to you by Control-Alt-Quinn on Twitch. Looking for a stream featuring a rotating library of fun and engaging titles, along with quirky, irreverent humor? You can find a link to her channel at masksandmayhem.com slash support. And remember that you all have a singular hero point to start. It runs right at you, Ruby, and goes to tackle you. I am going to use that hero point as a reaction. What are you doing with that reaction? Uh, it's time for the razzle-dazzle to come out. Ruby's going to discover her new, her last power. Do me a favor, and what is your um, parry plus 10? Parry 12. Okay, make the razzle-dazzle attack. Okay, 
So this was a power that Ruby had not yet discovered about herself, but that she held in her arsenal. Mm -hmm. 23. Okay. The creature runs towards you to, like, tackle you. Mm -hmm. Explain to me what it looks like when you use your power. Yeah, I'm falling back, and I put my hands out to, like, try and stop it somehow. Blue and pink lights erupt from it right at the creature. And Ruby is full on screaming, by the way. Okay, okay. As you fall back and the lights go off, it tumbles off to the side and grabs at its eyes and f- and rolls away. Let's make the damage check. So as far as you can tell, it's not damaged by the razzle-dazzle, but it was definitely knocked off kilter by it. Okay, and I'm just going to stare at my hands and be like, what just happened? And the creature is like on the ground holding its eyes briefly. Photosensitivity. <laughs> you are also photosensitive to a flesh pang. Okay, so the creature is on the ground, and now it is Myra's turn. I'm basically hesitantly, like, looking from the creature to to Ruby and being like, is it, did you kill it? I, I don't know what just happened. This is new. I was just getting used to the other powers. I mean, it's, it's on, it's on the ground, like, writhing and clutching its eyes. Cool trick. Maybe we should put a box around it. I was thinking... That I could go really fast and poke it. <laughs> what would poking it do? What's your idea here? Um, just to Punch see, it? just to see how safe it is to go near it. Okay, I'll be really quick and just like poke it like two or three times and get back to safety and see if I could stay there longer. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have you do this though as unarmed attack. Okay, ten plus. What do I roll? Oh, 23. Total. Okay, so you run up and poke it. The first two times, it kind of like lurches in one direction, lurches in the other direction. But on the third poke, though, it brings its claws at you. (gasps) Did I get hit? What is your parry plus 10? 15, so parry plus 10 is 25. It it definitely hits you. Roll a toughness save. I got 10, because 5 plus the roll. The claws come down really heavy across your arm Great. and slash right through your clothing. Ow. Um, but you moved away just in time, but you do take a negative one toughness penalty. Dang. That was a bad idea. I guess it's not safe to go anywhere near that thing. But you ran back away after it slashed you. Yes. And if that's the case, then it is Yardak's turn. And the creature is like on all fours now, but it is like aware and looking at you all and growling really heavily. I will attempt to use my water to create a whip to try to yank one of its legs out from underneath of it. Okay, so basically you're trying to trip it with your water? Yes. Okay, make an attack check. 20, not net. Roll an athletics check for me. 22. So you get the water, you pull it out, and you throw it around its leg and pull hard. And it trips it back down onto the ground and kind of lands face first. Way to go, Yardak. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, um, I mean, all I can do is move, right? Uh, yeah, anything else would be, like, extra effort. Oh, yeah, I'm not gonna get any closer to it. <laughs> I yell, what do you want? Maybe it understands English. It just looks up and it growls at, like, it sounds like the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's how loud it is. I was just like, um, uh, I don't know, That's all I got. Okay, uh, Ruby, it's your turn then. Okay, so do I have to use a movement to stand up? Unless you have instant up. No, I don't think so. Then yes. Yeah, so I use my movement action to stand up. Okay. 
And then I would like to put a box around that thing. <laughs> okay, roll an attack check. Ooh. 23. Okay. The box begins to shimmer and form around the creature. It's still on all fours, so like it looks up and it kind of immediately gets into like a crouch position. And I do, I do, you know, I do have holes in this box because it's still alive and maybe we can talk to it. Okay. And what kind of material is it made of? Uh, stone. And the stone begins to form around the creature and it fully seals it in. Well, at least we have it contained for now. Uh, here's hoping that box holds. Yeah, we shouldn't leave it until we can get something more permanent that can be moved. At that moment, there is a loud roar as a large clawed hand just slides right through the stone. Oh, great. God. And begins tearing at it. God damn it. And the creature gets out of the box and looks at all three of you as you're in close proximity to it. And it yelps a little bit from its earlier wound and grabs its clawed hands where it had just dug through stone and just kind of yelps a little bit and begins to to take off in the other direction. Oh, we spooked it. Yeah. Arcee, can we tell, was there any actual damage done to it through my, like, light attack? It definitely, you could tell, was in, in pain holding its eyes. Well, as far as I know, it's the only thing that's done anything so far. So it jumps over one of the stone walls on the outside of the- Ah! So now it's loose. Yes. Okay, now it's time to bring in the big guns. Where's SWAT? Weren't they supposed to be? Yeah, where's the SWAT team supposed to come in? When you come around the front of the venue, uh, you see the SWAT vans that are starting to pull up and, and people starting to load out of them. So did it start like like it got out from the festival area? Correct, yeah, it went out back of the area. And you hear screams in the distance uh, as it tears its way through downtown Riverside City. Do we see Officer Winslow? Yes, he is with the SWAT team. I want to say it. You know, we got most of the people out from it, but it's starting to go downtown now. Oh God! Also, it can it can like tear through stone. Stone. Oh, okay. Good to know. I guess. <laughs> Are you going to give a chase? Yeah, we just wanted you to know. He looks around. He kind of does a circular motion with his hand, and everyone starts gathering into their vehicles. Can we hop in one of the SWAT vehicles? Sure, hop in. Myra, you might be able to go faster than the car. Yeah. The second you and Yardak, Ruby and Yardak get in, he, he hits the dash and he goes, haul ass. And the tires spin and it immediately just takes off. Van that you're in kind of leading the charge of all the vehicles. Great. W- which way did it go? We saw it go south. All right. He gets on the radio. Are we getting any reports of this thing? And you got a couple people on the radio. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tearing his way down Jefferson. And he keeps checking in periodically and he says, we got reports on uh, Franklin Street. And then I call Myra and I say, they said it just went from Jefferson to Franklin Street. Okay, cool. I'm on it. Make an awareness check. Awareness. Oh, this. Please roll high. Oh, no. It's a nine total. Okay. The last report you heard was on Franklin Street. Mm-hmm. So you kind of make your way down there and you see people running in the opposite direction, but you don't see the creature or even hear it right now. And you hear one last yelp from an alleyway, which is like about 20 feet ahead of you. Okay, so I'm going to go there. Okay, uh, it is nighttime now, so when you look into the alleyway, it is it is rather dark. Dang it. If you want to try to look, like, more closely, uh, would be a perception check, and also there, you guys are not quite yet caught up to Myra. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll do a perception check, but I'm a big chicken, so I'm not gonna go into the darkness. Hopefully I can see with this 9 for perception plus whatever I roll. 28. I think I can see clearly in the dark. 
you look down into the alleyway and you you see some a couple cars parked. You see a couple couple uh big piles of trash, one closer to you and one on the other side. And you also can see what looks to be the body of a man just lying like face down in the in the alley. Um. Okay. I call Ruby. Yes. Um. I think there might be another body in an alley where I am on Franklin Street. Great. I okay. I, I would assume would our phone has something similar to find my friends where I would like know exactly where Myra is. Yes, it's 2018. <laughs> <laughs> 2018. I don't know. Maybe there's like this. The that's the weird difference between our worlds. You're also you're also only like three streets over. Okay. So okay, we're almost to you. Uh, please hurry because it's dark and I'm scared. Okay. Well, apparently I can create light. So, thanks. Do that. <laughs> I want to holler. Uh, it, is the man alive? Have, have is does he need help? Um, he's face down on the floor. I can't tell. I'm assuming yes, help, but I don't know about alive. I think he at least needs help for him to like have a like proper burial. At this point, you're like a street and a half away, Ruby and Yardak. Do you do anything, Myra? I'm still outside the alley because I didn't go in because it's dark. Ruby, uh, Ruby's gonna say to Myra, "Should we stay on the phone to stay connected?" I mean, you're almost here. As you're saying that, you see the man sort of stir a little bit. Oh, I think he's... Uh... He's not dead. Moving injured people is bad, right? This is a Rachel question. <laughs> I mean, that depends on what their injury is. Okay, I don't know. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't have done that. We'll be there soon. Okay, cool. Uh, you're, you're like two minutes from arriving. Okay. Because uh, you guys are blaring... You, the sirens are going and, and you guys are all on your way. Let's let's say that we that we hung up and I'm still outside the alley. I heard him... I heard the guy like move um Mm -hmm. but i'm looking around i'm trying to see what people are running from because i think it's weird that this dude is here but people are running away from a different direction it's just it's just brick brick walls and an alley like i said trash cans and parked cars and then moments later swat and ruby and yardak arrive and swat kind of forms another perimeter like a wide perimeter around this alleyway Officer Winslow kind of gestures towards you guys, Yardak and Ruby, towards Myra. We walk up and I say, is, is the guy down this alley? Yeah, he's down there. He just made a noise, so he's not dead. Okay. But I'm pretty sure he's very hurt. I don't know, like, how well I can control this, so maybe you guys should shield your eyes. Okay. Okay, eyes are shielded. Yeah, and so I do the razzle-dazzle down the alley to see if I can make it any more lighter. Okay, uh, you light up the alley, and you can see everything in, in color now because of how bright it is. Again, there is a uh, couple of trash cans, there is a couple parked cars, and there is a man lying face down, but you can also see that his clothes are all kinds of ripped up. And he's bleeding? And there's no monster? No, and in fact, the guy kind of jumps up with a start when, when the lights go off, and he shields his eyes. Oh, sorry! Oh, God. Sorry! This is new! Who are you people? We're here to help. Are, can you get up at all? At this point, he actually leaped himself onto, like, his butt, kind of slowly staggering to his feet. Okay, I'm going to, like, start moving towards him. Oh, no, not not again. What is that supposed to mean? I, a creature attacked you, didn't it? I, yes. He it, it attacked everyone, yeah. Oh, no. Were you at a music festival? That's the last thing I remember. Oh, no. I become that creature. <gasps> How? When? Where I come from, they called me Night Beast. Oh my god, guys, he's a werewolf. I think... I think you should come with us. I don't want to be experimented on. Well, sir, you don't really have much choice here. You're a danger to the public. 
We don't know if experiments are going to be what's going to happen. You might just get trained to control your power. There is no controlling this. Well, then maybe we can find a way to subdue, not control. Oh my god, Yarnak. Not like him, the monster. Maybe we could find a cure, is what he's trying to say. Or like, what triggers turning it back to you? Yeah. Where I come from, I was one of the last. They thought they had exterminated all of them, but I was attacked as a child. Yeah, maybe we could figure out when or why you turn into the creature? In the old days, they thought it was just the moon, that it was the full moon that triggered the event, but I I didn't think this would happen again. I thought I was safe. We really think you should just come with us. Yeah, we, we need you to come with us. We're taking you. And all of a sudden, there's a loud screech, and you hear, like, a bullhorn go off. Yardak, is everything okay in there? Yes, Officer Winslow, we have this uh, pretty much under control. Give us just a moment more. Uh, he turns the bullhorn back off, and he kind of just gives you a thumbs up. The man is standing now, and he and he's looking very apprehensive about about you guys being so close to him. I'm not. I'm not moving any closer to him. I I have a feeling that maybe we should bring him low key. Like I don't think we should let the cops know what we just learned. Yeah, I agree. I am just going to call the doctor and be like, "Hey, we have a situation. We're gonna have to bring someone to Union." So you're calling her right now? Yes. Are you just telling him anything? I'm just calling a friend who I think might be able to help you. Oh, okay. He's got his hands up just like a little bit. I'm going to be honest and say she's a doctor, but you're obviously pretty injured. You need medical help. And he grabs at his side and he just says, no, no doctors. Ooh, let me heal you then, bud. Heal me? Yes, you might have your own powers, but I have mine. Now, would you come over here and let me heal you? You come to me. Okay. I'm going to move up with Yardak, just in case. I'm going to stay where I am because I'm scared. Show of faith. Okay, uh, make a healing roll. Not 20. So the little bit, like he had a wound along his side and that sort of heals, patches up a bit. A bit? Shit looks fresh. Yeah, sorry, yes. It looks absolutely brand new. He, in <laughs> fact, a little, bit, a little bit more color comes to his cheeks even. That's right. See, we're, we're here to help. Where I come from, my kind are so persecuted. Where I come from, my kind had to be removed from society and as a whole and live at the bottom of the ocean. You are the Atlantean. Yes, I, I do hail from Atlantis. I'd only just heard word of you before I moved here. See, my friend is someone who's helped me try and understand my powers. I never remember anything the creature experiences. I have only ever heard tell tale of what it, what it does. Okay. So anyway, you're calling the doctor? Yeah. Right as you do that, Winslow comes back on the bullhorn. Yardak, any updates? God damn it, Winslow. I told you, we got this. Alley's empty. So wait, we've got a perimeter around an empty alleyway? Oh, I was telling Yardak what to say. The alley is secure, Winslow. Maybe uh, take your guys and search uh, around the block. Uh, okay. And he goes to turn off the bullhorn, but it suddenly starts making like a loud screeching sound, and he's like hitting it, trying to turn it off. Uh, and suddenly, the man you've been speaking with like grips his ears, and he goes, "No, no, 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 no." I think we figured out the problem. <laughs> Are high pitches the trigger? Since I'm a speedster, can I do something real quick? Well, I mean, everything you do is quick, presumably. I mean, can I run and grab the, the Winslow's megaphone and, like, toss it, like, three blocks away? <laughs> I mean, if you- alright, yeah, if you want to do that, that- alright, um, make a- make a roll for me. What do I roll? Uh, make it an unarmed attack. Unarmed attack? Yep. <laughs> 25. 
As soon as werewolf dude said, no, 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 this is basically when I act. Okay. Yeah, so you grab the megaphone and you run like three blocks, drop it and run back. And he can tell that it was you and he's like, hey. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. That's what I was just going to yell that back. It needed to go away. Explain later. Okay, well, are we good? Do you need us here still? I, I think we're good. Yeah, you're, you're, you're just stressing out, Wolfman. No, don't say Wait, that. What? No, damn it, Yardak. Yardak. We, we have the situation under control here, Winslow. Uh, thanks for getting us here. Uh, you guys uh, continue to secure the area. Okay, we'll expand the perimeter. And he kind of motions to the guys and, and him and the SWAT commander sort of like motion and everyone starts moving backwards. Can I call the doctor now? Oh, I thought you'd been calling the No, doctor. I keep going and if things happen. Oh. All right. You get on with the doctor, and, and she goes, Ruby? Ruby? What's up? What's happening? So, I think we have the situation under control, but we might need your help. Uh, okay, what, what is it? Did, what, did you find the creature? Yes, except it seems to be a person that transforms into a creature. Fascinating. He's not the creature anymore. I mean, I, I'm trying not to freak him out too much, and he's worried about experiments. Are we talking vampire, lycanthrope, zombie of some kind? Yeah, kind of. It kind of seems to be on the werewolf side, but, like, I don't think moons actually have much to do with it, according to the dude. Fascinating. We're trying not to freak, you know, the man out. Is he on speakerphone, by the way? Are you on speakerphone, no, by the way? No, And I kind of moved away from him. Well, there have been records of modern modern werewolves, for lack of a better term. Hmm. Did they seem to mostly be in Germany? No, most of them come from, uh, from, from Russian backgrounds, but... I mean, it's not, I mean, as with all, as with all humans, they, they migrate, of course. I'm just gonna, uh, okay. I mean, okay. Are, are we able to request transport back to headquarters? I think he needs to be brought to a safer location where he's not a danger to the public, but he doesn't seem to be a danger to the public as a human, and I'm trying to, you know, treat him as human, not a monster. She snaps her fingers twice. Agent Lewis, Agent Lewis, where are you guys? You know what? I'm going to send her my location with the phone app. Smart. Okay, I forward that information to Agent Rickard. He is going to be on his way with a transport vehicle. Probably not Agent Rickard. <laughs> and she kind of stutters over words. She mean, I mean, yes, yes, not Rickard. Agent Lewis. He's on his He's on his way with a transport vehicle. I mean, it'd be great if Agent Rickard was working, but as far as I know, still coma? Still coma. <laughs> oh, also, also, these mozzarella sticks are fantastic. <laughs> Oh my we'll god, go it sounds back. like they put something in them. I... We'll have to go back someday. She goes, alright, bye-bye, and hangs up on him. And the man looks and goes, are, are your friends on their way? Yes, and they're... And we'll, you know, I'll make sure I come that we come with you. That way, you know, some people you're more familiar with are there. That would be preferred. And who are you? My name... You can call me Ruby. Okay, Ruby, and he, and he reaches out a hand to shake it. Okay, shake his hand. I am Ulrich Ivinson. It's nice to meet you, Ulrich. Nice to meet you too, Ruby. His his clothes are all tattered up, only like the very outer bits of his shirt left. His pants are all st- are still on, oddly enough, but they are very ripped up as well. Like they're pretty much shorts right now. I am going to make him a like pair of pants and a shirt. My word, is this your ability? Is this real? These ones are. Some of them are not. I I can make illusions, and I can make objects and he puts on the shirt and, and the pants and he goes thank you you're welcome 
And and you look up and you see uh well there's a larger vehicle like behind it, like almost like a like a, like a big old transport vehicle. Uh but in front of it, of course, leading it is a practical and economical black Honda Civic. <laughs> and out steps a familiar face, oh yeah, almost yeah. Agent Kevin Lewis. He clearly has a very new haircut, black short hair, uh, but you can definitely see a distinct scar going around his eyebrow and, and his right eye. What happened? Is this from one of our exploits? No, it's from from the mission. Agent Lewis, I uh, this thank you for coming. Of course, Ruby. Uh, this man needs to go back to Union, and I I want to accompany him. Okay, what is? And he eyes Ulrich suspiciously. What is the reasoning? Is he related to the creature? Yes, you could say that. A very close relation. <laughs> and he pulls Ruby in closer. Is he the creature? And I'm just going to give a slight nod and say, I'm trying. He He's calm now, and he doesn't have control over the creature, apparently. Okay. I don't know if you could tell. The doctor was pretty far gone when, when she called, so she didn't really tell me anything other than to get here. I know I was with her while the where, while she was getting to the far gone. We watched her get drunk. <laughs> he gestures over to Ulrich, and Ulrich kind of comes closely, and Ulrich looks at him and goes, are you going to experiment on me? I'm going to try to sneakily be like, to shake my head to be like, say no. Lewis looks at him and goes, that's not my call, but we're not, no harm's going to come of you around me. We know, we know this man. You can trust him. Do we need restraints? I feel like that will exacerbate the issue. We could use some noise-canceling headphones, though. Yeah. Agent Lewis beckons him to the edge, and he actually reaches into the uh, glove compartment of his car, and he grabs a pair of uh, noise-canceling headphones. I hope you like Firemasters. Score! Who was playing? Who was the last person you remember playing? Well, it was actually Firemasters, I think. So maybe let's not put on any music and just use the headphones as canceling the noise. And he already has them on, so he looks at you and goes, what? Agent Lewis is loading Ulrich into the back of the truck. Lewis taps on the hood and goes, All right, he's heading out. Uh, we'll get him secured. Okay, I'm going to jump in the car with him. And he holds him up to stop, and you run around and get in back. Yeah. Uh, what about Yardak and Myra? I can run. Yeah, I, I'll hop in with Ruby and take off towards uh, HQ. Okay, so you're all, you're all in there. The only theory we have right now is maybe high-pitched noises cause him to change. Uh, because he started hmm. freaking out when there was some feedback from an officer's well, like anything thing? through a speaker. Yeah, like he started freaking out about feedback and like grabbing his head. Okay. Uh, well, we're gonna get him in the cell for tonight. I'll I'll be sure to let the doctor know about this. I'll leave her a note for the morning. Get her some like Tylenol too. <laughs> oh, trust me, she's she's got the mozzarella sticks, but I've been I've been refilling her water. Oh, good. Don't, don't tell Director Bullard about this. <laughs> Not about the creature, you can tell her, tell her about the creature, I just mean don't tell her about the doctor. <laughs> she shouldn't have really come back to HQ, I, I kept telling her she didn't have to come in tonight. And then I was going to be like, tell Director Bullard what about Lydia? He winks and goes, good answer. <laughs> so you arrive, it's, it takes like a 20 minute drive, but you arrive at HQ and then he leads Ulrich and he says, now I'm, I'm sorry, we are going to have to put you in a cell. Just because we don't know what could set you off, and we want to make sure we can, you know, keep you safe and keep others safe. And Ulrich nods his head. I'll go with you, I, but I, I will not. I will not allow myself to be kept if I choose to leave. I will. I'm going to tell him I can come back and visit you tomorrow. Like it's pretty late now, right? 
Yeah, yeah, we're talking like after midnight now. Okay, and I, I'll tell him I'll come visit you tomorrow, and, and I, I look at Agent Lewis and be like, "Can I come see him tomorrow?" And that, that way, someone uh, somewhat familiar is here. And he nods and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, definitely." Okay, I will come see you tomorrow. And he leads him away, and Ulrich looks back at you, Ruby, and he just has like a bit of a sad look on his face, um, but he smiles ever so slightly at you as they lead him around the corner. Just like, how old is he? Yeah, I was getting like mid forties. Yeah, vibes. that's what I was thinking, but I wanted to make sure I like wasn't imagining it wrong. He's in his late twenties. Oh, okay. Life of werewolf Hagrid, you though. So, chapter two, in the pale moonlight. Masks and Mayhem uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd edition by Green Run and Press. We are not affiliated. The show was written, produced, and compelled under the full moon by myself, R.C. Byler. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, at MayhemCast. Follow us there so you can keep up with everything we do. This week's new NPC name based on a listener is Carly! If you'd like to be included as an NPC, you can tweet about the show using the hashtag MayhemCast. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, and chapters can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. As we fade back in, the three heroes are sitting in Ruby's apartment. And her roommate, Bethany Fletcher, uh, is looking on in awe as Ruby finishes recounting the events of the night. Whoa, are, are you guys going to go back to see him tomorrow? I am. And you're all kind of exhausted, but moments later, Ruby's phone goes off and she's getting a call from Dr. Lydia Alverdo. Hello? Ruby. Ruby, I'm glad to hear you're okay. She sounds like much more calm and together now. Yeah, I'm good. I know it's late, but I, well, I had to call you. Ruby, uh, are you with the others? Yeah. Ruby, it's Agent Rickard. He's awake.